0: We're not funny, strange people with extra limbs. We're just your basic, average people. This is the $5 Planet Travel Podcast. I'm Tomo. And I'm Megsy,
1: and we bring you the formula to discover travel freedom.
0: Step one, learn the secrets of affordable long-term travel. Every Thursday, we'll show you how we travel the world in style, full-time, for as little as $300 per person per month. Step two,
1: learn how to create enough online income to support your travel lifestyle. Every Monday, we interview digital entrepreneurs who reveal the methods they use to get paid wherever they are in the world.
0: So join us twice a week for Money Mondays and Travel Thursdays. And discover travel freedom on the $5 Planet Travel Podcast. This is Travel Thursdays, episode 001. And in today's episode, we visit Prizren in Kosovo, a destination that far exceeds our expectations. One of the most
2: unexpected surprises of traveling in the last 19 months.
1: We speak to hostel owner Mr. G about the realities of life in Kosovo.
2: Here, unemployment is around 60%, so the cheapest drink is coffee, and we do the best coffee in the world. And a $5 dish with more cheese than
0: even we'd bargained for. Oh, oh, it's just yes. squirting cheese. Oh, my oh, it's going everywhere. But first, we reveal 21 months of budget data and exactly how much it has cost us to travel the world full time. Well, hello, everybody. Today, we're talking about why it costs less to travel full time than to stay home. Uh, we're also going to be letting you know, in case you don't already understand the concept, what is a digital nomad and what is travel freedom? How much does it really cost to travel? We have the answers because we've been tracking our budget for the last two years. And after going to the TBEX travel bloggers conference in Athens in October, we decided to start this podcast and thought, well, you know, let's share the information about how much we've been spending and how it's actually been more affordable to travel full time than it was to live back home and work in regular jobs. So how much did we actually spend?
1: Yeah, so naturally it does depend on how much extravagance you need in your life, but we're just going for two basic people, you know, we're a couple. Uh, We're
0: very basic. (laughs) We're basic people. (laughs) We're we're not funny, strange people with extra limbs. We're just your basic average people.
1: But uh, yeah, so nothing too flashy, nothing too shit is the way we go with traveling.
0: So before we reveal our financial history, let's talk about what is a digital nomad?
1: Yeah, so this is a new thing that's sort of just taken the world by storm. Everybody is blogging these days. So anybody who travels regularly, and works from their computer. It doesn't necessarily have to be blogging, but this is the big one that's coming out at the moment is people who are creating blogs online, traveling the world, and getting paid to do it.
0: Yeah, any sort of online entrepreneurship that allows you to travel around without restrictions, makes it easy for you to to have a business abroad. This is being a digital nomad. You work from a laptop, on the beach, at your hotel, whatever, you go where you want, and you do your business online. No longer
1: confined by an office cubicle.
0: And we've got a special term for this type of lifestyle. We are calling it travel freedom because that's what it's really about. Yeah. The the business side of it is what you have to do to make the money. And sure, you'll probably find a business that you really enjoy doing. I mean, we enjoy blogging about travel. We enjoy blogging about a few other things as well, which we may talk about later in the series. But yeah, it's being free. It's having choice. It's being able to travel when you want. It's not being stuck to that two week vacation that you can only go once a year and, you can barely afford to go because your rent's so expensive where you live anyway, etc., etc., etc. But
1: it's also about being your own boss, being in control of your own destiny. Can't, you know. Destiny! Destiny.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, that's the basic concept. It's about choice. It's about being able to travel where you want. That is travel freedom. And this is what we're going to be touching on in almost every single episode of the $5 Planet Travel Podcast. From now until eternity because it really is the most important thing to us. And we believe it's really important to people, even if you don't know it is yet, it will be important to so many more people as the future of the world progresses. This is really the direction that people are going in 2015. So later on, we're gonna be talking to the guys from Trail Wallet, which is an app that helps us track our budget. So you're gonna learn all about exactly how that works.
1: Yeah, we love this app. We've been uh, preaching about this one for Well, since we got it, it's really helpful. And if you're a traveller, you need to put it on your smartphone straight away because this will help you keep track of every little cent you spend.
0: Yeah, and we've tracked 21 months of data. We have every single thing. So from like a burger I bought in South Korea 12 months ago to... uh,
1: A massage I had on the beach in Cambodia.
0: Yeah, we've tracked every single dollar that's gone out. And we have some results for you. We will have a specific episode that goes down into exactly what these results mean exactly what we spent money on. That's going to be a really in-depth episode that's coming up later, but what we're introducing now because it's the start of the series and because we want you guys to understand just how affordable it is to travel. We're going to introduce just the basic surface level of what's been going on with our budget. Now we've done the average, the average price for 21 months of travel, which of course is worked out by taking each monthly value and dividing by 21 months. And it has come out as 1,410 US dollars for two people. Travelling full time, including things like flights, accommodation, pretty much every expense
1: Yeah, the only thing we don't include is travel insurance, that has been an additional expense
0: There's one good reason why we don't include travel insurance Depending on which countries you're travelling to and who you are and which country you're from Travel insurance does tend to vary, often quite a lot If you're travelling in the US and Japan, uh, your travel insurance premiums could be much higher than ours Yeah So we don't feature that
1: We're not saying that we don't travel with insurance, we do, it's really important But it's just not included in the budget
0: Yeah, so we'll talk about insurance in another episode. The other thing we haven't included is major purchases relating to specific things on our blog. So, for example, we bought a DSLR camera, which cost about $1,500. US A lot of bloggers don't need a DSLR camera, unless you are majorly into photography, which I personally am and you're actually trying to sell your blog based on photography, you really don't need one. You can just use your smartphone and you can use some really cool editing tools like Snapseed, which we'll also talk about later. Mm -hmm. Um, They'll do all the editing for you and you'll still have some pretty decent photos that are great for sharing online. If you wanna get into professional photography, you're gonna need to spend a lot of money, but most people don't, so there's no point in us including that. Plus, the other reason we haven't included these specific blogging expenses is not everybody is going to want to start a blog. Lots of people are going to be starting different types of businesses. Maybe you're not even going to start a business. Maybe you're just going to save loads of money, which is something we'll be talking about later on, and just use our Thursday episodes about traveling affordably in order to go and travel for one or two years and then go back to your regular job. So this podcast can be helpful for you if you want complete travel freedom forever, or if you just want to experience travel freedom for a year or two and then see how you go after that but almost every regular standard travel expense that you could expect to have and all of our everyday expenses are included in this value, 1,410 US dollars per month. Now, US dollars fluctuate. We're actually... currency was from Australia when we started, so uh, the Australian dollar has dropped since we started. It
1: died! It died
0: and the US dollar is a bit higher now than it was when we started. So you could estimate that perhaps our actual average spending is closer to fifteen or sixteen hundred dollars a month, but it just depends when you go and we can't know for sure. The US dollar could go down the toilet and it could end up costing you three thousand dollars a month to travel. Let's hope that never happens. But just as a real easy baseline, if you can make fifteen hundred dollars a month between two people, you can travel really well. And so this is an average. Like we're gonna just quickly talk about our best and worst months over the last 21 months, so you can see the sort of difference. So uh, let's go in with the absolute shocker. We're gonna, <laughs> so we're gonna go with like the the most scary number first, and then we're gonna tell you afterwards how much cheaper it can be. Um, our most expensive month da, 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 was October two thousand and thirteen, where we spent two thousand seven hundred and forty three U.S. dollars that month.
1: Now that month, we went to South Korea, and it's no surprise there that that's where we ended up spending a buttload of money. But it was worth it, so I don't regret it at all.
0: We did have a lot of fun in South Korea, but we were spending at least twenty five U.S. dollars a night on accommodation almost every night we were in South Korea, which is relatively high compared to what we normally get. And we'll be talking about that in later episodes, how we get much cheaper accommodation than that usually. Uh, We also had a flight from South Korea to the Philippines. And we also did a five day scuba diving course, which cost over $700 plus accommodation on top of that. So when you add that all up for $2,743, as a month of travel where we did so much stuff in expensive places, that's actually still really good value. And that's our most expensive month ever in Asia. And let's put this in perspective. That month was about the same amount of money that we spent living in Brisbane full-time working. Not going out every night, not partying all the time. Working. Just a regular life where we ended up, you know, watching TV at home and uh, being really tired because we have been out at work. But instead, for that money, we're in South Korea partying it up every day and living in a spa and then... Go into the Philippines and learn to scuba dive. Let's say those two lives are quite different and the travel freedom one is just a little bit better than having a regular job and living in Brisbane. Okay, let's talk about our cheapest month in Asia. We're also talking about Europe in just a minute. So our cheapest month in Asia.
1: Yeah, that came in at 907 US dollars and that was in February of 2014. We spent that month in Cambodia. So the way we managed to get that so cheap was at that time we were living in Cambodia. We'd got ourselves an apartment. It was only $175 US a month. A uh, month, people. And uh, we had transport, and uh, it was a much cheaper cost of living. You could just drop down to the market, pick up fresh fruit and vegetables. that cost nothing yeah. in comparison to Western prices. And having our
0: own transport, uh, having our own motorbike to get around it just saves you so much money, because if you're having to negotiate with tuk-tuk drivers, or you're having to get long-distance buses and flights and all this sort of stuff, those costs really add up really quickly. So yeah, being in one place for the whole month, and which slow travel is something we'll be talking about in another episode, and how much cheaper you can travel if you travel a bit slower rather than taking it full pace everywhere. The only other reason that we even spent $907, because yes, we should actually have spent less, it's because we went out a lot. A lot. Uh, we and were
1: living in Sheer Nookville, which is right down on the beach. The whole beach is lined with bars, and you just sit there, and you drink 50-cent beers with your, you know, your toes in the sand and the water lapping. The next thing you know, you've had a lot of 50-cent beers, and it adds up.
0: Yeah, so even if you are only paying 50 cents to a dollar per beer, um, if you do that every single day and you buy a meal out every single day, with maybe you spend 5 to $10 on food eating out rather than eating in your apartment, then, yes, it adds up. And $907 for a month is... It's still really pretty good uh, and we had a really good time that month as well so it wasn't like we weren't doing anything it's just we were doing things yeah. around one area that's why it was so much cheaper and Cambodia is a very cheap country to live in. For more information on how we lived in Cambodia so cheaply check out the show note for podcast 001 and you can click on the link about how we lived in Cambodia for between seven and fifteen dollars per day. Also we'll be doing a full in-depth episode on that exact experience and how you can repeat it yourself later in the series.
1: Now that's Asia wrapped
0: up. That is Asia. Uh, We are going to talk about Europe, which is the other main region we've been in in the last two years, because everybody thinks, well, shit. Uh, Great, good for you. You went to Asia and you did that pretty cheaply. Well, obviously, everyone can travel cheaply in Asia. So here's the surprising news. This is the newsflash. Using our even more refined money-saving techniques that we've been refining over the last two years, once we made it to Europe, our most expensive month was September 2014, where we spent 1625 US dollars.
1: That's right people, that we is, spent less in Europe. That
0: is over $1,000 less than yeah. what we spent in South Korea in our most expensive month.
1: And we weren't in like Eastern Europe, we were in Italy and France during that time. And England. England as well. Mm-hmm. England is expensive. So,
0: UK, France, Italy three of the most expensive countries in the world and we spent 1625 us dollars for that whole month okay and actually when we look back on that i think crap we overspent looking at what we did one of the main reasons we spent too much money was because we had our travel dates set we had book tours with a company in florence and we had to be there by a certain day And we didn't manage to find any cheap travel to get there. Normally we search out very cheap travel. So we got stuck paying full price for a train journey. Five
1: trains. Five trains. That cost a fortune to get us to bloody Italy from France. We
0: still got the price of the trains down by, maybe we saved about 25% on what the regular full price is by doing a bit of shopping around. But yeah, we spent like $300 on trains in one day, which is ridiculous. Uh, but we didn't have any choice because otherwise we'd have pissed off a of supplier who we were working with as part of our blog. And that's not a good start when you're just trying to become a, a popular blogger. Yeah, but otherwise we were house sitting in England for two weeks. In Italy, we were doing Airbnb, which made it very cheap. So yeah, we really kept our budget down. And by being bloggers, we got our tours for free. So we're going to go into much more detail about all of these concepts. So this is just an overview. So let's keep it moving. Here we go. So our cheapest month in Europe and cheapest month in 21 months of travel all around europe and asia was august 2014.
1: not too long ago well we only spent 546 dollars in a month
0: 546 dollars look back at your life since you left home and started working and ask yourself the last time you managed to have an entire month anywhere for 546 us dollars yeah that's about 350 pounds English, if you're English, Australian dollars, that's almost 700 Australian dollars now. A
1: bajillion dollars now. Yeah, a
0: bajillion crappy exchange rates. But yeah, ask yourself, step back, just, you know, just take a few seconds to think about it. Have you ever managed to have a month where you've only spent 546 US dollars? Between two people, this is two people. So if you're one person, have you ever had a month where you've spent less than 300 US dollars for your whole month, food, accommodation, transport, travel? And, you know, we were in a different location, we weren't. We weren't just living back in our apartment going to work every day. This was... France. We are in France. We don't come from France. We are in France. We are technically on holiday. We're not on holiday. We travel full time. We don't consider it a holiday. Yeah. But.
1: but it's exactly one of the reasons why we now are big preachers of slow travel. And we're going to get really deep into why slow travel is such an important way to save you money and also really get a a really good vibe of where you're living as well. It's a better way to travel and a cheaper way to travel.
0: So I'm gonna let you in on the secret why we managed to spend only $546 traveling in France for two people is because we got a house sit in Grenoble and house sitting is something we use a lot because we get free accommodation. It's an amazing way to be able to travel very, very affordably.
1: Yeah, so in Grenoble in France is where we were staying and we had an entire month where we had access to a two-bedroom apartment which had a kitchen. So that meant we could go out shopping and get local produce and visit the markets and cook for ourselves rather than eating it out three times a day, which costs a lot.
0: Yeah, and we had way less travel costs than if you were moving the whole time. So you're still getting a travel experience. You get one month experiencing one place rather than one month being on buses for most of the month, traveling between places to see lots of sites and never really get a feeling for where you are. So we save a load of money on not having to pay for the intercity buses and the flights and everything like that. We had one main travel cost to get to Grenoble and then we had free accommodation for the rest of the month.
1: Yeah, and so we just use Trusted House Sitters at least 50% of the time when traveling around Europe because it saves us so much money.
0: Yeah, TrustedHouseSitters.com saves us a fortune and it definitely can for everyone else traveling. It's a key way that we can actually afford to travel long-term. So to become a house sitter, just go to $5 planet slash house and sign up. Okay. So that is our budget rundown. So this is episode two. This is our first Thursday episode where we're talking about how we travel cheaply and that's it. That's the information about what we've been spending in the last 21 months. And I hope it inspires you to realize just how much cheaper it can be to travel. All you need to do is know the secrets of how it's done. And those are the secrets we have.
1: Yeah. So remember to stay tuned, subscribe if you haven't already subscribed to this podcast, because in the next coming weeks, we're going to be telling you exactly how we do it and how you can do it too.
0: As we mentioned earlier, the app that we use is called Trail Wallet. You can get this on the iTunes store, so you can download it to your iPhone, you can download it to your iPad, and you've got it there in your hand, wherever you are. So if you're out at the shop and you spend $10 on a meal, then you can put in $10, and it's so quick to use. It stores everything, it builds a pie chart of which things you've spent money on, so you can see, oh, I've spent a lot more on accommodation than I have on transport this month. I might wanna think about how I can get my accommodation costs down. That's the sort of thing that makes it so useful because it's got these reporting features. You can also explore all the data that you've recorded to a spreadsheet and that's how we've calculated the last 21 months and how we can talk so specifically about what we've been spending and exactly what we've been spending it on. So we're gonna have a quick chat with Simon and Erin from Trail Wallet who also run the blog Neverending Voyage and they're gonna tell us a little bit about their blog and why they got into app development and why they developed Trail Wallet in the first place. Tell us a little bit about Neverending Voyage.
3: Nearly five years ago, we sold everything we owned and bought a one-way ticket to Rio and set off to travel permanently. Um, and on NeverEnding Voyage, we kind of document that experience. We write about the ups and downs of being digital nomads, the best vegetarian food we find along the way, um, and try to share useful travel tips like how much we spend in each place and how we travel with just a carry-on backpack each.
0: Tell us the story behind Trail Wallet. How come you decided to create this app? With,
4: uh, tracking our expenses is, is kind of what enabled us to, to travel in the first place, but we needed something more efficient than trying to remember what we were spending during the day and then writing it all down and putting it into uh, complicated spreadsheets. I've been doing like web design for clients for a while, and, and we, we were looking into uh, developing our own products, and I just kind of decided to move into into developing apps, uh, and it seemed like the perfect fit to develop a, a, an expense tracker. You know, that would be useful for us as much yeah. as uh, anyone else.
0: If you were going to say to someone who hasn't got the app yet who's a frequent traveler... I mean, give them a pitch. What reason would they want to get this app?
4: Travel is an easy travel expense tracker for long-term travelers and digital nomads looking to keep track of what they're spending on a day-to-day basis. Um, we designed it specifically to be fast and easy to use. When you're out and about, you can just pull out your phone, throw in the expense in them, and forget about it and then know that you've tracked what you're spending and you can use that to like inform um, decisions and, and hopefully save you money to enable you to travel longer.
3: We have some travel ambassadors who love it so much that when they're travelling around the world, like every traveller they meet, they tell them that they should get the app.
0: What's your best advice for someone who wants to financially support travelling full-time?
3: You know, I think there's so many different things that you can do on the road. Like we have a friend who's a doctor and she lives in Paris but also travels. Her surgery back in San Francisco allows her to do consultations with patients on Skype. Like, And I kind of think if a doctor can work remotely then there are so many possibilities you know so just kind of look at what your skills are and how you could do that online thanks again to simon
0: and erin from Neverending voyage you can pick up the trail wallet app on the itunes store when we were at the tbex conference in athens back in october we discussed with deb cole the marketing manager that we should get a podcast started and the first ideas that came forward was to have a sort of raw live on the road approach Now, obviously, we're interviewing various people, we're also doing studio recording, but we don't want to lose the essence of that original plan of having the the real on-the-road thing, you know, the real feel for what we're doing, the life we're actually living, is going out and visiting these destinations, meeting the local people, eating the local food, and doing it on a very, very tight budget. Some of the things that we're going to be looking at will be $5 foods, $5 fun things, you know, stuff that's really affordable, anyone can do it and this part of the episode is where we visit a destination and you get a real feel for what we're doing. This week's destination is Prizren, which is in Kosovo. It's a country that a lot of people might think, "Ooh, it's a bit dodgy. I might not want to go there. Didn't they have a load of wars like 10 years ago? Is it safe? Well, it is safe. We've been there. It's not just safe. It's awesome. We loved it. It's one of our favorite travel destinations in Europe that we've been to this year. It's amazing. So let's jump in and find out about Prizren. Okay, so we're here with Mr G. He runs the city hostel in Prizren. Um, Mr G, tell us a little bit about the town and what's available for budget travellers.
2: For the budget travellers, this town is very historical. It used to be capital of Albania, and now uh, we have like this uh, fortress from the 5th century, lots of mosques from the 15th century, 13th century.
0: And these places are all free entry, so it's easy to walk around and see them.
2: Yeah, most of the things now, right now, is under the restrictions. But uh, you can get in because the people are so nice. And if you talk with people, the people would be very helpful to help you in every kind of way.
1: To be friendly to foreigners and, and you know, welcoming to everyone who comes through. This is quite a part of, like, Kosovo lifestyle, isn't it?
2: Yeah, like, we have a uh, this culture, like, traditionally, we have to... Host our people as like our friend, even though it would be our enemies. You know, this is how we were raised. What, what is fun for the locals? We have like these games that we go and watch, like a f- basketball game mostly. It's it's a uh, going out, like hiking. Drinking coffee all day, is mostly. Yeah. Mostly the people, it's like here unemployment is around 60%, so the cheapest drink is coffee, and we do the best coffee in the world. I agree, I tried some earlier, it was excellent. And what was the name of the coffee again? Uh, macchiato actually is like our specialty. It's like, it came from Italy, but we make it different and it's delicious. And you make it better? Yeah, pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. And how much will the coffee cost? It's like, if it's the budget option for everyone, how much is an average coffee? It's 50 cent the coffee is 50 cent and it's good quality
0: so we've just ordered the local bread and it's just this massive massive piece of bread which is just full of hot air so it's like a, a bread balloon it
1: is a bread balloon yeah and
0: it's just got sesame seeds on top and of course it's really fresh all this hot air is just pumping out of it as soon as you open it up it's great and this is for one euro we've got this huge bread which really is with a bit of cheese is pretty much a meal for two people already this is the sheer cheese and comes from the mountains just directly around Prizren. It's sort of very salty, slightly yellow, slightly white in between. And it's like got flaky layers. It
1: looks like butter.
0: Yeah, it looks a bit like butter. It's got that colour and it's got the the texture of pastry almost from looking at it, but when you taste it, it's got a more rubbery texture and just an intense hit of salt.
1: We've also ordered, we've seen it on quite a few menus traveling around the Balkans, but they've uh, got this meat stuffed with cheese.
0: Oh my God, wait. It's oozing cheese outside.
1: Oh my god, look at that. I mean, not that you can see it, but they're going to take a picture for your to gonna... I'm going to chop this meat in half and just see how much cheese oozes out of it.
0: Oh, oh it's just yes. squirting cheese. Oh, my oh, it's going everywhere. <laughs> wow, this is a meat cheese extravaganza.
1: Yeah, I can just think of nothing better than a cheese stuffed burger patty. And it's not just a little bit of cheese. Like, this is it's stuffed full of cheese absolutely
0: delicious and of course the best news for you right now is that pretty much every single dish on this table well yes actually every dish on our table is under three euros
1: and this is a pretty fancy restaurant by the way
0: yeah so like for the both of us now you can get the the burger filled with cheese cheese bread and a salad for about eight euros and that's enough to feed two people Okay, next up, some $5 fun experiences in Prizren. We walked into the old town and it's simply magical. One of the most unexpected surprises of travelling in the last 19 months. Yeah, it's crazy. We
1: love it. It's it's a beautiful little city. There's a river that runs straight through the centre of it and it's just got all these bridges that go across these old stone bridges and then there's cobbled stone roads around everywhere. and.
0: There's about 50 mosques within like a one kilometre yeah, area.
1: lots of mosques, but also like one of the things that we found really amazing is the culture, the atmosphere here. There's actually restaurants and cafes galore. And these are like awesome, trendy new cafes that are just full. It is a Saturday here today, it's but very it is European. just full of people. Everybody's out enjoying the sun because it's a gorgeous day. And, yeah, um, mid-November and it's
0: beautiful blue skies and really warm. And now all the mosques are going off, as you can probably hear. Yeah. So Yeah, about 50 mosques simultaneously calling out for prayer. Everyone was competing to be the best singer in their minaret, I think. Yeah. So, fun for a fiver experiences. For a start, just wandering around the old town, or sitting down to have yeah. a coffee or a beer. You can get a beer, for like a pint, for 1 euro fifty, Or you can get a coffee, you know, you can just sit around and enjoy the atmosphere. Or you can do what we're doing and climb up to the fort. You climb up the massive hill.
1: So you get which, some exercise as well. Yeah. Uh, burning off all the shish you've been eating.
0: Yep, you can head up to the fort and get an amazing view.
1: It is incredible, you can see the entire city of Brzehram from up here. Just watch everyone go about their daily lives, walking the streets.
0: All the cafes by the river. Yeah, all the bars
1: full of people. Uh, there's quite a few other people up here with us, so it's obviously a popular sight. Especially on a Saturday, and a beautiful day like today for people to come up and just enjoy the view.
0: Yeah, and we're uh, sort of surrounded by peaks. To the left of us, there's uh, two sort of really high mountains in the distance, sort of shrouded by haze this time of day. And to the right, it's sort of a, a long plain that leads off towards more mountains in the far distance. The good news is it's completely free. There's not even any sort of thing on the door. You can come in here 24 hours, believe it or not. Really fantastic.
1: We love Prizren. It's amazing. Your travel homework assignment for today is to save. So we've just shown you that amazing destinations like Prisran are really affordable. So it's realistic to save up some money now, hit the road, and travel for a year or more. We did it.
0: So start saving now. Get a savings account. Start filling it up. If you've already got a savings account, start putting money in it. Actually make that psychological step to say, yes, I am saving to travel. This is important to me. I am going to do it. Get that financial buffer in place so that when you do travel, you've got the confidence to leave your job and go and just do it and know that you're not going to be broke on the street somewhere. And then you've got time because if you're working for someone else eight hours a day, you really don't have time to put into making an online business work. So get the money, get a savings account, do it today. That is your travel homework. Thanks again for joining us on the $5 Planet Travel Podcast. For the
1: complete plan to creating enough online income to travel where you want, whenever you want, also tune in to Money Mondays on the $5 Planet.
0: We chat to the experts who are already living a life of travel freedom, and they'll share the secrets of how they do it and how you can too. So don't miss it. Or join us again next Thursday for more ways to travel the world affordably in style.
1: We would love to hear from you guys. So send us any of your comments or feedback. You can do it on Twitter at $5 Travel with the number 5. Or email us info at $5planet.com.
0: Or visit us on $5planet.com to find all the show notes and links from this episode. I'm Tomo.
1: And I'm To we'll
0: Catch us again on Mondays and Thursdays on the $5 Planet. Bye for now.
1: Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.
0: This is it. This is the
1: end. Bye. Goodbye.
0: Bye. Bye.